hopeless. And I had this basketball dream. I wanted to play college basketball. I thought I was a baller. <laughs> um, and and I, these things kept happening to me. I tear my ACL, have to wait three years to have surgery. I break my ankle at SeaWorld. I end up having surgery. I have to then, my body rejects the screws, so I have another surgery. I have a malfunctioning gallbladder, another surgery. I get malaria, another obstacle. And it was all these things kept happening, one, one thing after another. And my dreams and my hopes kept being taken away from me. And hope is a word that we all know. It's a word that we throw around all the time. Hope you're doing well. Hope your day was awesome. Hope to see you soon. Hope your test goes well. And people would come up to me and they would hear about my injuries and all these things. And they would, you know, Mace, I hope, I hope you get better soon. Or I hope you're back on the court soon. Or I hope your, your recovery goes well. And they would kept saying, hope this, hope that, hope this. And honestly, what I wanted to say to those people, what I wanted to tell them was shut up. I don't care about hope. I don't have hope because I couldn't see the good that was going to come of this situation. And, you know, for me, that was, that was the lowest point of my life. And I didn't turn to partying. I didn't turn to alcohol. I didn't turn to drugs. I didn't turn to boys. But I turned into a depressed person. And I wasn't myself. I was this outgoing person that was always at every event possible, at football games, basketball games, hanging out with my friends, hanging out at houses, and I didn't want to do any of that. I just wanted to isolate myself and be in my room, not talk to anybody. My friends would call me. They would text me. I wouldn't text them back. I didn't care to see them. I didn't want to hang out with my family, who I spent so much time with. I didn't want to go shopping with my mom. I didn't want to do these things that were so normal for me because I was not myself. And it was my rock bottom. And I didn't have this like defining moment where Jesus showed up and we went to coffee and he told me it was going to be okay. I didn't have this grand moment, but for some reason and somehow I stayed in church. I stayed involved in my youth ministry. And if there was a camp I could sign up for, I was there. If there was an event going on at the church, I was there. If there was a conference happening, Girls Conference 2016, I was there. I was, I was involved. And my youth pastor, he, he invested in me and he spent time getting to know me and knowing my story. And he kept me accountable and he kept me going to church. And I was blessed to have this awesome group of friends. And they would, even when I didn't text them back, they continued to text me. And when I wouldn't call them back, they continued to call me and check on me and see how I was doing. Which was a major blessing. And then I had my mom. And she was my, is my best friend. And she was my rock. And we would hang out and she would let me cry and let me tell her my frustrations. And let me tell her, you know. Mom, I don't understand why this is happening to me. Like this wasn't supposed to be how my life was going to end up. And she would let me feel, or she would help me feel like my feelings were valid. 
And so fast forwarding to my freshman year of college, I go to school and I enroll, or I major in nursing. And it was really hard. And um, I would sit in class and I would, you know, go to nursing events. And I, I just felt like that wasn't what I wanted to do. When I went to school, I wanted to go to Africa and save lives. I wanted to make money. I wanted to have this certain lifestyle. But the Lord kept calling me to something different. He kept calling me to something else. He kept saying, Mace, I think there's something else for you. And he, for me, I felt like he was telling me, I think that you're supposed to help students and help people get through what you've been through. To help others understand that it's, there's this time for this, you know, depression. There was a time for this, but I can get you through that. And I think he wanted, I know he wanted me to be able to help others. And so for that call, I think it was youth ministry. Second Corinthians 4, 16 through 18. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Therefore, we do not lose heart, period. Paul stops there. And he stops there because life is going to be hard. There are moments that we're going to go through, there are troubles that we are going to go through where we feel hopeless. We're so focused on everything around us. We're so focused on what is right in front of us, what we can see, that we stop focusing on the unseen, that we stop focusing on Jesus. And so how do we not lose heart? How do we, how do we continue to keep going when these bad things are happening? And he continues. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet... Inwardly, we are being renewed day by day. Though we are outwardly wasting away, yet, there's hope, yet, inwardly, inside of us, we are being renewed day by day. You know, as we, as we get older, our bodies reflect that. We are physically wasting away. My body was physically wasting away. But the inside of me, but the inside of us, every single day, as long as we have Christ, is being renewed. And we are being made to look more and more like him every single day. So yes, we're, our bodies are going to change. We're going to get gray hair. I have gray hair. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but, but we inwardly, as we're pursuing Christ and spending time with Christ, like, we are being made to look more and more like him every single day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. And we lose heart because all of these things that are happening to us, our pain, our struggles, these moments in our life that we feel like we hit rock bottom, we lose heart. I lost heart. I still sometimes lose heart. I stress, I worry, I get worked up about things. 
and I focus so much on what is right in front of me that I neglect Jesus, that I miss out on what Jesus has for me. And, and the Bible says that these moments, right, these troubles are momentary. They're light and they're momentary. And so we fix our eyes not on what is seen but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. And in the grand scheme of things, our struggles, our pain, all these troubles that we have, they're so small in comparison to eternity. They're so small, and yet they feel so big in the moment. And it's so much easier to say, have hope, you know. In, in when we're going through those trials, it's so much easier for people to say that to us, but to actually believe it, to actually start focusing not on what is right in front of us, but to focus on Jesus, it can be hard. But that's what Paul is saying. He's saying, yes, you're going to go through these, these storms or these troubles, but focus on what you can't see. Focus on Jesus. For what we can see it's gonna, it's, it's gonna go away. It says that our troubles, these times, they're momentary. But on what we can't see, on Jesus, it is eternal, forever. And we get so caught up. You know, we focus, for me, I put my hope in everything that I could see. I put my hope in my basketball dream and it was taken from me in an instant. And I lost heart in that. You know, we put our hope, or we focus on what we can't see, or what we do see, instead of focusing on Jesus. And we lose heart when people say stuff about us. We lose heart when we fail a test. We lose heart when we don't get that achievement. We lose heart when our family falls apart. We lose heart when our friends disown us, we lose heart thinking about what people are saying about us. We lose heart in, in so many situations. Paul is reminding us, we don't have to. Therefore, do not lose heart, period. And for me, you know, it was hard. It was a dark, dark time. But because I realized who Jesus was and what he had done for me, because I stayed involved in my youth ministry even when I didn't want to go, and I stayed involved going to camp even when I didn't want to go, slowly, right, I was being renewed. Day by day, inwardly, I was being renewed. And right now, some of you have lost heart. Some of you are like, yes, I get it. That's me. You know, we have spent so much time and so much energy focusing on what is directly in front of us. We focus on, on, the, on the things of this world. But what is unseen? Jesus is waiting for you with open arms and he's telling you that he does not lose heart and he's telling you that he will never lose heart and he's telling you that he's never going to give up on you 
and he's telling you that he's not going to turn his back on you, and he's telling you that he's waiting for you to come back to him. He's waiting for you to stop focusing on everything that you can see and to start focusing on him. Start focusing on Jesus because he's never left you and he's never going to leave you. Therefore, do not lose heart. And others of you have never even had hope before. You've never experienced what it, what it looks like to even be hopeful about something, about a situation. And for you, Jesus is saying, come to me. His arms are wide open. And he's saying, come to me so that I can show you what hope looks like. Come to me so that I can show you what eternal hope looks like. Focus it on me. He's telling you, focus on me. Stop running from me by focusing on everything that's going in your life, going on in your life, and start focusing on me. And so for those of you who feel hopeless, you feel like your world has fallen apart, you've lost heart because of all of these things. And I want to give you the opportunity to experience eternal hope, to experience a hope that is never going to leave, a hope that will always be there for you no matter what the circumstances. And so right now, with nobody looking around.